Hello and welcome to the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast, where we give you weekly tools and tips to teach you how to grow your hygiene department. We're your hosts, Rachel Paul and Vicki Collier. Hello again, Rachel. I'm so happy to be here. Hey, Vicki. Glad to have you here. We have been on this kick on how to grow your hygiene department. We've been talking about increasing new patients, increasing size of purchase, and increasing frequency of purchase. Now, last week, we talked about the top four mistakes that your front desk team is making. <laughs> right, right. That is really sabotaging sabotaging your new patient numbers. Um, and now I want to talk a little bit deeper about that call and how sure. it should go. Sure. So we've already talked about what not to do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we spend some time in this episode and we'll talk about why the five-star challenge is so important right? and really why that process is important for growing your hygiene department and it works. as well. And it yeah, works. Sure. Right. Absolutely. We've, uh, you know, we are, we've been working with the Scheduling Institute for years and years and years mm-hmm. now. They are the new patient generation. That is their focus, and they've done it time and time again for thousands of offices. And, Rachel, I can tell you that I, was, I actually worked in an office and I was a client. So this is something that we learned in my practice, and it was one of the things that increased our new patient numbers dramatically. And I'm from a very small town in Georgia, and you would think we had seen all the people there were to see. But once we changed what we said and changed what we did, uh, and granted, I thought, I, I don't need any... Any, it to be any better on the telephone because I'm friendly and I'm kind and I tell them everything they need to know because I'm a hygienist and I know these things and and it wasn't until after the fact that I realized okay I've been I've been my intentions were good but I, I didn't know what I didn't know so as a client I can also attest to how valuable this information is right <clears throat> and then also because you were a hygienist in that practice I'm sure you saw a a much fuller schedule. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. So it definitely makes a big difference in your hygiene department. And on a side note, it it increased my schedule, but it also gave me patients who needed to increase their frequency of of purchase and their size of purchase Mm -hmm. because they may not have been in in an office in a long, long time. So, um, you know, we love some scaling and root planing, and that really increased that for me. I mean, that's a good point. So if you're an established practice and you're seeing the same patients over and over. Sooner or later, you're going (laughs) to kind of run out of things to treat. And and a lot of times (laughs) when you have new patients come in, those new mm-hmm. patients, like you yeah. said, it's been a while since they've been to the dentist, right. and they have that need there. Sure. And I can almost guarantee you, if we, if I had a new patient on my schedule, I, I mean, I was, yeah, we're probably going to be doing some, some and, and scaling was, and replanting here. And it was actually fun because I love existing patients. It's, you know, you get to see people that you've known for a long time, but it, it gets to be a little monotonous sometimes mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over. So sometimes I'd be so excited about a new patient because yeah. it was actually a new possibility. I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, and if you're and you're like me too, we're people, people, yeah. people, people. Mm-hmm. That's that right. People, people, people. people. But, but yeah, so we like meeting new people, right. and then that's just more people that you get to reach out to as right. well, and really make a difference in their lives by helping them have better, better home care. Right. right. So um, we'll talk through uh, briefly just what the steps are to this to this five star challenge mm-hmm. and what we're looking for. And the first one is the greeting. I mean, you just. You have to have warm and friendly people on your phone. <laughs> and you would think that that would be a given. 
<laughs> you, would you would think, think. But, <laughs> but never yes. assume you know what warm, they say about that yes this is true warm <laughs> and friendly should be a given um but it's not always the case and and it's not always intentional that they're that you're not warm and friendly but i know how busy a, a, a medical or dental office right. can be so when you answer the phone sometimes you are putting out a fire over here and you're trying to put in a note from here something that just happened here and then someone's checking out and and so warm and friendly kind of goes out the door sometimes when you get a little frazzled but it can't no. It has to be something that you do the same way every time because the person who's on the other end of the phone does not know all the other craziness that's going right. on right that, And that's you. their first impression of absolutely. your practice. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I will never forget when I was transitioning from, from being a dental hygienist to moving up front, mm -hmm. one of the first things that I was taught is that you smile when you answer the phone. Mm -hmm. And I had an office that actually put mirrors at the, at the front desk. Oh, that's So a they good could idea. turn and look at themselves. Before you, before you answer this phone, you make sure that you've got a, a pleasant look on your face because yeah. it will convey in your voice. It's so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can hear, if you call any office, you can hear. You know. You can hear whether mm -hmm. that person is in a good mood, if they're mm -hmm. happy to be there, if they're warm, if they're inviting. Sometimes I get such a short, I called my optometrist or somebody, and they said, um, doctor's office. And I thought, I kind of felt like I needed to hurry because yeah. I said they seem so abrupt and such, an, uh, maybe I'm bothering them. So I felt like I needed to be really, you know, I kind of lost my train of thought. And, and I thought that was, I don't know who I'm speaking to. I don't know if I, you know, I'd like to call you by name, but now you're just somebody on the other end of, I don't know if you're the answering service. Are you the maid? Are you the, yeah, like, you know, who are you? <laughs> right. But it definitely isn't a good first impression. No, it doesn't make not. you feel no, warm and fuzzy. No, I mean, you're no. not just jumping up and down. And most people are scared to go to the dentist anyways. So you, by all means, better so give them a good impression on the very first, first phone impression. call. Then you've got to be ready to, to answer questions. So sure. they're typically going to call with a question. So being well-equipped to answer that question without the verbal vomit, right. which we yeah, talked, we talked about, about that yeah. before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, answer their question and then direct them into... Sure into a transition right 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 um you know and and because that's the whole point of the call you don't want this to be a 15-minute phone call you don't you don't have the luxury of talking to every person that calls into the office mm -hmm. you know you want to keep this concise get them in the door um, you know your job when that phone rings is to get that patient on the schedule that is the only job you have for that couple of minutes you're right. on the phone so you know make sure that you are answering their questions not so that you give them all the information that you know but so that you answer enough to get them on the schedule Correct. You know, to, to move them, to the, we can answer all the technical stuff once they're in the office and we can actually see them. Right. But right. absolutely move them toward um, toward the schedule by taking control of that conversation. Absolutely. You have to take control of that conversation. We call that a transition. Otherwise, they're going to keep asking you questions, oh, question yeah. after question, which leaves you more room sure. to verbal vomit. Right. Verbal vomit. So you just want to make sure you get that transition. And the problem with that is the more you verbal vomit, the more you have a chance of talking them out of making that appointment. Yeah. The more you, you may say something that resonates with them that you, it seems normal to you, but they may say, oh, there's no way in the world I'm going to do that. Or it's so, way over their head. Yeah, now you're sure. talking all this dental terminology. Sometimes analysis paralysis. You yeah. Sometimes you give too, people too, many, too much information, they just can't make a decision. So yeah. now they just make no decision. Yeah, so keep it short and sweet. Answer their question, transition, you know, take control of that conversation, right. and then give them options to schedule. I know we talked about this last week too, that mm -hmm. you can't just 
say, did you want to schedule? Well, yeah. Well, it even goes into, well, when did you want to schedule? Yeah. You know, you don't ask them that either because yeah. they may say, well, I'd like a Saturday morning at seven o'clock. Well, we don't have any Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> so know. then you just put up another barrier. Exactly. Exactly. So you want to guide, be aware of your schedule going in so that you, uh, to that phone call, so that you can guide them to where you want them to be in your schedule. I think that's what I really love about the process sure. that, that we use is it we are now taking control of our schedule Absolutely. and we're putting patients in our schedule, but mm -hmm. letting them think it was their, their decision, right. which, Absolutely. Is, which is a win-win. Right, right. And the skills that you learn in handling this phone call, you continue on as that patient's in the office. When that oh, yeah. hygienist is scheduling that patient for the next appointment, when, the, when, when existing, you know, these are skills that you can use over and over and over again and get a great result every time. Yep. So, and then... Finally, too, you want to make sure you get there. We talked about this last week, but that data capture. Right. Getting their name and number and following back up mm -hmm. with them if they don't schedule. If you have a patient that was interested enough in your practice to, to look up the number, dial the phone, you know, make the time to make that phone call, and for whatever reason they don't schedule, you must get their information and, and, and get permission to call them back to follow up with them because if you don't, you've just wasted mm -hmm. a, a great patient who might have been interested in you. you don't, now you don't know how to follow up with them. You don't know who they were. And I know. can guarantee you when that patient hangs up, you are now an afterthought. Yes. So mm -hmm. there is a good, I right. can, they're not mm -hmm. just sitting there putting on their calendar, ooh, follow up with the dentist. Right. Da, 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 sure. da, da. I mean, mm -hmm. they're, they're moving on. Right. And then they're going to go a whole nother year thinking, oh my gosh, I need to go to the mm -hmm. dentist, but they're scared and they're nervous, so it takes a whole other year for them to get the courage up exactly. to call you. So, so get them on the schedule. I am a perfect example of that, and I'm the world's worst. I've had a message in my phone to remind me to reschedule my pest control um, for probably three months now. I had some construction going on at the house. I didn't want to deal with the pest control people at the time, and I told them I'd call them back when it was a good time. So I put myself a reminder, and I have it. I have moved that reminder 15 times already because I thought, oh, I don't have time to look at my calendar yet. I don't have time to look at my calendar yet. I don't have to see when I'm going to be home to let these people in. I really wish I had just scheduled it normally like I normally do because it would be long over with by now. So yeah. people are busy. People are have other things on their minds. That's why we need to take control of this situation and make sure that we get them on the schedule. Because if right. I have an appointment, I'm going to keep it typically. Right. You know, right. but it's just making the appointment is sometimes the, the the barrier. Exactly. So definitely follow up with any patients that don't schedule. So um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, if you are a member and it's been a a long time since you've right. had a five star challenge, or you don't even know the last time your team has been certified. Yeah. Um, I would step one to go in and see <laughs> what right. that is, right? Right, sure. We say is, you want your front desk team certified every six months, right? right? So, and, and, and then to stay certified as well. Absolutely. So, or if you are um, not a not a member of Scheduling Institute, I just encourage you to go to their website, schedulinginstitute.com, and request that five star challenge and just. Take a look and are, you know, are your, is your front desk team turning new patients away or are they bringing new patients in? Right. And even if you are increasing new patients, I guarantee you, you could be increasing by a lot more. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Right? So are sure. you taking advantage sure. of every single new patient call that comes in? So again, you know, we, we teach you a process. There's five easy steps, you know, going back to that greeting, answer their questions, transition, take control, give them options, get them on your schedule. Right. And then of course, if they don't, Go ahead and get their information so that you can follow up with them. 
So thanks for tuning in and as always, stay educated.